Hello and welcome to Mystical and Mysteries, the podcast. Join your host, Olivia Dybert, a psychic medium mom, as she discusses true crime, missing and cold cases, paranormal investigations, psychic medium development, and much more. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Mystical Mysteries. Um, I am here with the lovely Nadine. Um, I have known Nadine now for, gosh, I can't believe it. It's been a, a couple of years now. And um, met her through a group on Facebook, actually, and um, was totally, completely drawn with her, with her mediumship. Her mediumship abilities are through the roof, and she's a very talented person. Um, I know, Nadine, that you're... Um, which I, I always try to connect the dots because I truly feel like psychic abilities are inherited. If, uh, if I'm seeing a pattern of people that are psychic that have parents that are psychic um, and maybe the parent may not, or family members, whoever uh, may not know how strong they really were with their abilities. Um, and I saw that your mother had healing abilities. She was psychic, she had telepathic um, abilities and um, that you were able to really kind of get guided by her as you were growing up is that correct no not at all actually oh, she didn't we were scared of all that yeah so we didn't really talk about oh, okay. yeah most of these things really so she was but she had abilities and she was scared of them and then she did she we were more scared and she was scared too yeah okay so when you say we were more scared do you have siblings that also have abilities or my sister also has abilities yes she also is a psychic and a medium but okay. she's uh you know a little more uh closed off <laughs> in a sense that's interesting and so you you said your mom had healing abilities what what kind of healings abilities did mm -hmm. she have well, how you we call it Reiki, you know, energy healing. Yeah, yeah. Um, she would she would have those kinds of abilities, and she really did not know that she had those abilities until really later on in life. I think she was in her forties when she finally figured that one out. So yeah, it was isn't that interesting? Because I saw then that you kind of were called to kind of do Reiki, and you became a Reiki master. Um, which is, mm -hmm. if those of you that don't know, Reiki is um, energy healing. I also do Reiki as well. Um, and I had an aunt that, um, I don't know if she even knew what she was doing, but she used to come to me all the time and like, um, she would tell me, she, I'm going to brush off your aura. And she, you know, she would do the mm, over my head and stuff like that. Uh, but anytime I was sick or if I was, um, injured or whatever, she always used to run her hands over me. And, um, I don't, mm -hmm. I was little, um, I never asked her about it. I don't know what she meant by that um, at the time. I do now. But it's really funny. So my, my aunt and my grandmother, you know, kind of got teased by my dad and, you know, his sibling, her siblings. And um, that kind of taught me not to talk about it and all the things that I used to do. You just kind of, you just kind of shy away from that. Um, but that's really, really interesting. In do you feel like, um, I know that you went through a pretty tragic passing of, of your husband, um, and I, I'm wondering, do you think that that tragedy kind of opened you up more so? Can you yes, explain that to 100%. me? Yes, 
<clears throat> Definitely, 100%. So I wasn't really um, doing any mediumship, psychic, anything like that before he passed away. None of that, actually. Wow. Um, and then I had a, a mediumship reading with a, uh, a nationally known medium, and she said, you do have, a, you, you know you have abilities, right? And I'm like, and she said, you're going to find out, you're going to have to figure out which these abilities are. And once you know these abilities, then you're going to develop them. And you're going to take any and all classes that you can. And, you know, you're going to be helping many. And I'm like, oh, Isn't that <laughs> I didn't really, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, and that's another common thing that I'm finding. Um, those that know or have um, greater, like, um, knowledge of, or like abilities at a younger age like really standing out because i do believe that everybody has this ability um i mean if you think about it we only use 10 percent of our brain so i i feel like those other things come in in um from the other parts of the brain but um i don't know i just feel like people either choose they may not even realize that they're doing it and they you know of course we heard gut instinct well everybody your gut instinct is your psychic ability telling you hey you know so you always want and you every everybody always says listen to your gut instinct and that's acceptable through the world i mean you can go to anybody and just say trust your gut instinct but if you say trust your psychic ability that's like taboo or it's like mm -hmm. kind of is it's just so funny to me of these little things um that people can accept one thing like oh i had a dream about your past loved one that's acceptable but mm -hmm. if i was to say hey i had a conversation or i tapped in and i i your loved one came through to me that's not acceptable but the dream is mm -hmm. and they're open to right. that it's very those kind of things are always very interesting to me but I do feel like everybody has has that ability. Um, I just feel like sometimes, like with anything, some are a little bit more tapped in at a, at a younger age, and you know, and some don't even get tapped in until in their thirties, um, in mm -hmm. strongly, I should say. Um, so I I find that interesting that you didn't really feel like you had those abilities because I you I was opposite when I was younger. I could mm -hmm. see apparition. And I saw them so clearly that I thought they were people. Um, and Whoa. it was crazy. It, so I had two women, everybody in, in podcast land, I talk about these guys all the time. They were my fat lady and my skinny lady. Um, but they were dressed in Victorian. Like, I could tell you exactly one. One was short and heavier set. One was tall and a little bit thinner. Um, but they were always, at night, they were always walking around my house and I could hear voices and so I really and I used to um outer body experiences or astral travel I don't know if astral travel is the right terminology because I'm not very woo-woo so all these terms I don't know I just know what I could do when I was little but um yeah I would be floating at the top of my ceiling in my house and I could see and hear other people in my house um it was really interesting yeah. and then that closed down so um, and then I didn't reopen until the passing of my father. And then it was like everything mm. kind of, and we were talking about that mm. on, on other um, episodes with other mediums and psychics that same thing. There was something kind of major in their life, whether it was tragic or, you know, something that it, it opened them up tenfold. It was like all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. So when you say that um, mm -hmm. after your husband, your, your mediumship, it, did you connect with him at all? Is that how you kind of found out or? 
or did you just start connecting with no actually spirit? yeah you know i uh i thought you know I, things are probably going to come to me at some point i'm just going to see sit back and see and there was a little girl that was missing i believe she wasn't from north carolina and I saw her on the news and she just drew me in. I'm just like, I can't let go of this girl. And I'm like, okay, well, if we really have mediumship abilities, then let's just see if I can get some information from her, where she is, what's happened to her. And if that's right, then I know I probably have those abilities. Right? Right. And yeah, so I connected with her, interestingly enough, and got all this information about the neighbor took her and, you know, what happened to her and how she passed away and everything. And it pretty much after, you know, they found her a couple of days later, they confirmed what I had gotten. And so I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, I guess I must have really had those abilities. So that's really how it started. And that's why I wanted to also help people with, you know, missing loved ones, because this was such a special thing to start my journey with somebody who was missing. And even right. though she was found deceased still, you know, to be able to help somebody hopefully find their loved one living kinda, instead of deceased. Or, you know, even, I get yeah. it. And it kind of opens you up to like that compassion of like, you know, and I do believe that us um, psychics and psychic mediums are themed. I think we all have our own journey of, you know, there's such a plethora of things that a psychic and a medium can be drawn to like to do. Um, I'm not a love reader. Like, I, I, I that's not my thing. Don't ask me about your relationships, y'all. I will, I, it, I just don't feel like that is my purpose. That is not what I'm here for. My purpose mm -hmm. is, is to help other people in um, ironically, when I was 16, I did see an apparition of a little boy. The, the weird thing about that, that was so different for me, because I remember I told you I saw them as they were real people. And now at 16, I saw an apparition on the side of the road um, as I was driving. And um, he was black and white. I've never seen an apparition black and white. He was full, like I could see his whole body. And I could tell you he was wearing tan pants, black, uh, red, white, and blue shirt, like baby Brady bobby brady style so it had the stripes in the 70s um i could tell you what he looked like in his hair and i knew that he was murdered i could see him with his injuries mm -hmm. and i knew he was murdered so i think that's interesting that you connected with someone who had passed um you know probably foul play you you did confirm that but then mm -hmm. i I know that this little boy was killed. You know, and the one thing I never did, I never went back to investigate it. Or like even in my later years, I've never like see if I could find any boy that hit that mark in that time frame, right. um, which now is sparking me to do that. Um, but I, I feel like people don't understand that, yes, we all are labeled or titled the same way, but based on our strengths, our Claire strengths, you know, Claire cognizance, that we all receive things super, super differently, right. um, which is kind of cool in my opinion, because I feel like each of us with our strengths can put the pieces of the puzzle together maybe and, and really right. be able right. to help a case or help a family. So I think that's really cool. Um, so and after that, you, you've discovered that you started to tap into the mediumship. I know you took some classes and you took some, you, you trained with some really pretty cool people. Uh, James Van Prague is one of the schools that you went through. Mm -hmm. um, and um, you went to Arthur Finley in the UK classes, which is something I've wanted to do. I didn't go there, but yeah, you know, because you of had COVID, the online classes, but I didn't go there. Yeah. But I did the online classes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's some, well, yeah. And I, I don't live out there either. So I would, I was thinking about doing that myself. I, I'm super interested in doing that because you know, some of the instructors there are 
unreal super talented super talented people Mm -hmm. um and then you also train this is another thing that nadine and i do together is train with pam coronado um who is a world famous psychic detective and probably one of the best psychic detectives out there in my opinion um and then you worked with a spiritual a spiritualist medium now i'm going to botch his name because this is what i do joseph siegel did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my God. I can't. Yeah, Joseph I Siegel. Right. Yeah. Um, and then evidential medium, Judy Lynn Simmons is another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't right. heard of these two. Where are they from? And what do they do? Um, so Joseph is from the States, but is located in Germany now. And he's okay. mostly a trans. Like he, he does mediumship, oh, gotcha. but he, his, his, his love is trans. So he does all trans mediumship. And I started that a little bit before kind of veering off, I want to try to get back in at some point, but yeah. you know, I'm kind of concentrating in, in another place right now. Right. But so he's doing that. And then Judy is just a normal medium. Like, right. a, you know what I mean? Like a normal yep. medium. <laughs> <laughs> and those of you that don't know what a normal medium is, it's more evidential. So the way we like to practice is um, we don't want to know anything. We want to come in with a clean slate and we are the ones that want to tell you the story of your loved one with whatever they feel is important to communicate and we don't have when we do evidential mediumship we don't have the um ability to say hey i know you want to talk to grandma and grandma we're going to tune into grandma that doesn't always work on the rare occasion i find sometimes that happens but it is not 90 percent of the time usually it's spirit will come in when they need to come in and it can be your mom your dad your grandma your great grandma your great 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 grandma it could be your spouse's family members grandma dad you know dads moms cousins uncles it could be your best friend it's whoever's you're connected to whoever's in your circle those um those the spirit can come in and send those messages and sometimes the message is not for the sitter which would be our clients it is them that them becomes the messenger for their best friend because grandma came through you know something like that so that's evidential mediumship we we want to say hopefully this is her name this is what she looks like these are some of her hobbies um this is what i saw this is what i you know that kind of stuff um not all of us can pick up all that stuff so it's depending on the the medium's strong suits then those are how we communicate with them um because i know i don't always get names Right. Um, but I can tell you, I'm pretty good at profiling right. people, and that's my strong suit. So um, it's still an evidential piece of information that you can say nobody else knew about that except for me. So th- that's what we want. <laughs> that's what we want. Um, so aside from psychic mediumship, um, I know you do Akashic, I, and I, I'm saying it wrong. I know I am. Akashic readings. Can you explain that? What is that? Akashic. So the Akash, Akashic Records, yeah, yes. Akashic Records readings, right. So the Akashic Records are, in a sense, the records to your soul from the inception of your soul. So from whenever your soul started through all the reincarnations, the incarnations of life to now, these are all records. You can see it as like a library, in a sense, where there's all books of all the lives that you have lived. And um, they're called the masters and teachers, which are the librarians in the sense of the library, who I connect to and ask to be able to look into those records, to look into those books, to get information from past lives, to get information from 
Um, do you have something that you didn't learn in your past life that you're now learning again, some kind of pattern that is coming back and back and back? Like say, for instance, you always choose these specific men every single time you have this person right. that you're choosing, right? Right. There is something going on in your past life that has happened. That's why you're choosing those people, you know, those kinds of things. Um, it's pretty interesting. I really, really enjoy doing that. It's Okay, well, I'm going to yeah, have to hook yeah. up with you and get a reading because that is, there's always <laughs> these like little things that happen to me that I'm always like, I feel like they're past life issues, but I can't tap into it. And, right. and it's very interesting to me. So put me down on your calendar. Um, but you also <laughs> offer classes and workshops. And so I will tell you, you guys, if you can get in with Nadine as an instructor, um, she is fabulous. She's she. I love you. I, I think you are caring, and your energy is so positive and so nurturing um, by nature. You're just, I, it's it's a lovely feeling because I've trained with people who are not so patient and not so nice. Um, so I've had that experience, and so that to me is a big deal, and it's one of the reasons why I'm super picky on who I bring on the show. Um, the people that I pick are good, solid people I um, mean you know so um, I think you are an excellent teacher I know we've done um, medium circles with you before where you were able to lead us mm -hmm. and um, being that mediumship is not necessarily my strong suit my strong suit most definitely is my psychic ability um, but I practice 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 and I do all kinds of stuff and I do tap into mediumship it's I, just my psychic ability just goes in first and then I start going into mediumship which is really I know I don't know how if that's common or not, but um, so you you work with people online. I'm assuming. Do you do any person in person classes as well? Um, I do in person private mentorship. Yes, not necessarily classes. Okay. You know, it's kind of uh, COVID oh, just one -on -one. started. People just coming back out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do one on one. Yeah, and I find that it's um a, for me it's a lot easier. I I tend to get an um when I'm working with my mentees, I, I just know what they need, which is kind of easy for me. Like they start to, you know, read and we start to practice and I just kind of know how to push them in which direction they should go because this is going to be their mm -hmm. strong suit. Um, and so I know I, I, that's, I love doing the one-on-ones. I think that's to me was my, my favorite and I'm not opposed to group classes, but I think my one-on-ones are my favorite. Um, and then to top it all off, um, which I find this super interesting, you work with 13th Floor Investigations, and which is a PI firm, correct? And they're located in the East Coast of Florida. Yes, correct. Okay. And they work on missing mm -hmm. persons and John Doe's and, and John, right? Jane Doe's, John Doe's. Right. Um, exactly. how, did you, how did you get hooked up with that? Ah, you know, interesting story. Uh, I was in one of those Facebook groups and the uh, owner or the CEO of that uh, company of 13th Floor Investigations was in there too. And she was asking me for a reading and she saw all the readings that I was given right. and she was impressed and she contacted me. She said, do you want to come on board? Do you want to help us? And I'm like, sure, definitely. That's interesting. So yeah, that's how it worked. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know, it's so funny because everybody always says um, other people I've interviewed are it was such a coincidence, but we all know in this, in this unicorn life, there's no such thing as coincidences that things happen for a reason. Um, 
you know, whether we fully participate or not, I think things happen for a reason. So I think that's so awesome. But you're so funny because I had asked, um, I had another guest who does paranormal investigations. And I said, how'd you hook up with them? And she was like, it was so weird. I don't even really know. <laughs> so, I mean, it happens for a reason. You were meant to be with them because I think you're probably a, an awesome asset to what they have going on. Are other people um, that work for them, are they also mediums or psychics or is it just you? Yeah, so she has, uh, we, we started out with three people that are also mediums, one from the UK, one from New York area, and now she just started a Facebook group, a cold case Facebook group, and so we have uh, uh, quite a few, I don't even know, it's growing every day, quite a few more readers in our group now, I think we're up to like eight or ten, oh, we're awesome. all kind of working together, everybody's working together on all these cases, There's several different cases right now, it's a, it's a big workload at the moment, I, <laughs> and it, we're just I, all trying to figure out. Unfortunately, it's, uh, yeah, we have job yeah, security, right? we have job security, which sucks, I mean, it's, it's amazing um, mm. how many cases come up in a day, in an hour, in a, you know, in a lifetime. Right. Um, so really quickly, you guys, um, for Nadine to either get a reading or to take classes from her, which I highly recommend, you can find her at the spiritualhealingarts.org. It's her website. Um, and she is on TikTok. She's under the um, Spiritual Healing Arts. And... Um, Facebook, spiritualhealingarts.org, right? I think that's correct on Facebook. Um, so go check her out. You won't be you won't be sad that you did. Now, um, now we got that out of the way. <laughs> I do want to talk about our case. Um, this is a case. Um, I actually went up to Nadine and I said, "Is there anybody that you specifically want to spotlight?" Because for me, this is what this show is about. It's bringing those cold cases or um, the cases that aren't solved yet up to the forefront um, so that they're not forgotten. So their names are constantly out there so they're not forgotten. And um, this is who she brought in. It's Harmony Montgomery. And she's a little girl that went missing. Um, it's You're a little bit more familiar with the case. Um, and you're, you're the one that suggested that we do this case. Um, do you want us to do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about the case of what you know about the case? If there's um, I don't know if there's anything that you are not allowed to talk about. I don't know if you're working with police um, on this or not or, or family. If there's anything you can't talk about, you know, just let us know. Um, but maybe anything that's out in the public eye, if you want to go ahead and tell us about it. Sure, sure. I do not work with the, uh, law enforcement at the moment. We are working in the um, this uh, in, in the PI group, but you know, not specifically with the law enforcement or the family at the moment. Right. Um, so Harmony, yeah, Harmony is a, a little girl who grew up in New Hampshire, and uh, she was growing up with her father. Her mother lost custody of her because of, uh, I believe, there were drug problems in mother in the mother's life. So she lost custody. So she grew up with her dad. And um, she officially has not been seen by anybody uh, since October, November of 2019. Um, but she wasn't actually uh, she wasn't actually declared missing by her family until 2021. So a big, big gap, yes, right? It's almost absolutely. a two-year gap from where she was last seen to 
where she was reported missing. So that's when law enforcement started picking that up last year in December and started trying to figure out where is this little girl? What's happened to her? Such a um, the mom actually hadn't seen her. Yeah. The mom hadn't seen her since Easter of 2019. So that was the last time the mom had seen her. And dad has been making excuses as far as um, he had brought her in October, November of 2019 to the mom and mom has her and he hasn't seen her. That was like his, um, you know, his reaction to the question, where is, where's your daughter? Right. So he said the mom had it. He put her on, on, on you know, and blame on mom and mom said, well, I haven't seen her since Easter. Mm -hmm. yes. the bus, exactly. Yes. So they uh, now have, um, he's in prison. He is, uh, he's been charged. I know he was in prison for several other things. One of the things he was charged with was um, child abuse because uh, several of his family members have come forth and said that he had physically abused Harmony. They've seen black eyes on her and he's told them why he would smack her around and stuff like that. So he's on, on those charges at the moment in jail. Good. Um, and they have now updated it uh, a couple months ago, they updated it to a murder investigation. And they've mentioned that uh, that they don't think Harmony's alive anymore. They believe that he, she's deceased. They've uh, looked at his house or the previous house that he used to live in. They've taken evidence out of that house. And then shortly after they took out the evidence, they brought forth that um, they think now this is a murder investigation and right. they're now going that route instead of trying to find her alive. Uh, so very, very sad story. Very is, sad story. It is a Nobody very knows. sad story. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you asked me to tap into it and I did a reading on her and this was back um, Nadine and I were having all kinds of scheduling conflicts to get together. But um, we I did a reading for her back in in July of um, this year, 2022. And um, when I did that, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go into my reading so that you have that information. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'd love to hear what you got from from just doing a reading. Um, I did not hear about this case before. Um, and that's me. I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. And I, I stay off of those things um, for a couple of reasons. One, I just can't handle watching the news anymore. I just can't do it. It's just too overwhelming for me um, energetically. And, and the other reason is because of this type of business. I don't want to be front loaded with any information on any case just in case it lands on my lap that I'll be fresh and ready to rock and roll. So I've never heard about this case before. Um, so immediately I did feel that she was deceased. Um, and I did feel um, that when I tapped in, I literally saw that she was in bed and I felt like um, she was definitely in her, her jammies, but I felt like someone, a male, was walking her down somewhere, downstairs of some sort and I was trying to I felt like it was inside um could have been out but I felt like he was had wrapped her up in a blanket and taken her into a vehicle um let's see I'm going because I have all my notes here um it for me it, I felt like it was evening time um when I walked out I felt like it was dark outside um I felt like the little girl had many um, severe health issues. 
Um, and there, there were certain traits that she could not help that I felt like was an irritation to her family. Um, and I do feel like it was the father that, that I saw, um, when I tapped in and, um, I just felt like he was, he was, he's horrible. He's a horrible human being. Um, I just felt like he very narcissistic, um, had drug issues, alcohol abuse, physical abuse. I even felt like physical abuse with his partners, not just, um, Harmony. Um, I did feel like there was abuse before she disappeared for sure. Um, and, um, I'm trying to see here. At some point I felt like there was maybe a small car involved. Um, I, or if it, it wasn't very small, I felt like there was like a hatchback or a trunk and I felt like I saw him put her in a tra trunk wrapped in that blanket. Um, and let's see, I felt like it was dark in color and, um, and I felt like she was either strangled or smothered. Um, I felt like there was something on my face. Um, and I think there might've been both. I feel like he was blocking her windpipe at the, at the same time. Um, let's see what else did I get here? I did feel, I, and I know, um, we had talked about this before, but I did, I felt like there was some partial, like she was partially buried. Uh, and I feel like where her body is now is not where she was dumped off. And I know we talked about that before. Um, I, I keep getting water and I, I was trapped trapping in again before this recording and this episode. And I just keep getting water and I keep hearing this cement bridge or I keep seeing the cement bridge. And I, I think it's heavily traveled because I feel like I keep hearing this clunk, 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 clunk. And it's almost like the tires running something over. That's making this from where I am, where harmony is. I feel like I can hear that. Um, and the weird thing is, is when I looked up, I saw the underneath of the bridge and I also felt like there was some rocks. I feel like she got there naturally. So I don't think anybody purposely moved her body. I felt like she washed up there. Um, but I do feel like she's close to, to water. Um, I did feel like she might be just a few hours away from her home or I shouldn't say home where she was last seen or, or where she last lived. Um, let's see. I did the bridge. Oh, that was the other thing. Um, close to the bridge. I did feel like I saw a walking or a jogging path. Um, I saw like, like a grassy park area. I did see benches around that area as well. Um, beyond that park, I felt like I saw a busier road and I saw on the other side of that road, I saw shops, like little shops. Um, yeah, this road, I feel that's on the other side of the park. It's pretty, it's pretty trafficy. It can get pretty trafficy. Um, but I almost felt like it was like a close to a downtown area. Um, let's see. Um, yep, I already talked about the large rocks. Oh, and then I kept hearing church bells. I keep hearing church bells where I am located right now. 
Um, at my 12 o'clock, I felt like that's where that downtown area was. Uh, my 3 o'clock, it looked like um, possibly a Catholic church. Um, my 6 o'clock, I saw the cement walk, the path, the benches, all of that. Um, the 9 o'clock, the water widens because I felt like the water was on my on my 9 o'clock. Um, then I felt like it goes, it's fairly narrow and then it ends up widening out. So I don't know if that's a landmark, would be considered a landmark or not. But I felt like the most recognizable area would be this city and that water widening out. Like it's known to widen out in that area. Um, let's see. Yeah, I just really felt like the dad kept feeling like she was annoying uh, like he annoyed her um, and that would just set him off I, I also did feel that biological mom had drug issues um, and mom figure had it, drug issues so um, and I did feel like there was separation of the, the bio mom and bio dad which now we know is true um, and let's see yeah, this part was more like um, Harmony. I was just kind of tapping into her, and I felt like she had a lot of um, mental disability. You know, uh, there was all kinds of health issues, but also maybe a little delayed. She may have been a little bit of de delayed as well. Um, yeah, and I just felt like every partner he had had been abused by him, by his hand. So I don't know if that's close to some of the stuff that you got with her. Um, I didn't go too much into detail with like partners or anything, but I definitely also got the information that he was very abusive. Um, he would yell at her, he would hit her, he would, you know, about the smallest little things. Like right. if, for me, my reading started when I saw her standing outside of her bedroom and she had wet the bed. And he right. was very, got very upset about that. And he would, you know, he shoved her head into the mattress and made her smell, you know, what she right. did and kind of choked her while he was doing it, you know, and lots of, there's a lot of screaming also between the parents. I feel like their relationship or, you know, that at least not her biological mom, but you know, the, the woman that he married after her, right. that relationship I felt was very volatile between the two of them as well. Right. Um, just like you, I felt like there was a two story thing because I felt like I was going down the stairs, just yes. like you and, uh, the home that they did search, I believe was a town home or an apartment building where okay. they could have had, you know, had to go downstairs. Um, lots of shoving, lots of yelling, like shoving into the wall, you know, just really rage filled. I feel this man was really full of rage. You know, this could have been just, you know, drug induced rage, alcohol induced rage, or just rage itself, you know, right. but he was just a very uh, abusive person. You yeah. Know? Well, I, you um, know, it's funny that you said that because I truly felt like all his rage stemmed from drug abuse or like that type of, you know, being un not controlling who he or how he acted. I think, um, well, I think he had lots of problems anyways growing up. Um, so I feel like he was, mm -hmm. that was his safe haven was getting into drugs, that kind of stuff. But yeah, he just, you know, who would have known if he would have maybe got brought up in a different type of family, you know, how would he have turned out? I don't mm -hmm. think it would have been like this. But yeah, no, I, right. yeah, he's gross. He, he's something else. 
Yeah, research uh, that I've done on him shows him getting into trouble when he was like 17 already. I mean, just with burglary and new drugs and weapons and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, he started pretty, pretty young. I'm not surprised about that at all. Yeah, Yeah. that's so, so sad. Um, And then I, um, once I did my reading, I, I I went in and started looking around and he did have a girlfriend that went missing also. She was found. And, um, Mm -hmm. exactly. I do feel, and then I know that they're not looking at it as, um, any type of foul play. It seems like they're not doing really a whole lot of, uh, criminal. I don't feel, um, I, I felt like there's, there is some, underlying issues of why she was there and and not necessarily criminal but I don't think that she would have been there had she not been with certain people um it's kind of the feeling I get but they did find her did you hear about that yeah I believe they found her I'm not sure why exactly she went missing if she went on her own accords or not just wanted to be left alone you know with all the media attention and stuff like that I don't know I haven't read anything about that but yeah I kind of felt. <laughs> I kind of felt like she knew more, or she was being badgered um, by both ends. Actually, um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, she took responsibility for how she passed, um, because I felt like the pressure from the police department and, like you said, the scrutiny, right? That the, all the gossip and the you know people know she's with this man who possibly is you know being investigated of his deaths of his daughter. And then the moral thing to do was, but then also being threatened and you, you know, like that whole abusive relationship thing where, you know, she doesn't want to turn on her man type of thing. Um, but I, I think that kind of stems, that loyalty stems from fear. That's kind of what I felt like, you know, that whole abusive fear thing. Um, so I just thought that that was so interesting, um, that, suddenly this lady disappeared and he's also attached to her so right hmm is all i'm gonna say on that <laughs> you know um and so you said that he was um they did did they technically charge him then for the murder because i know he was in um for something else which i think you like you said um he was um being charged because of the abuse that that mm-hmm. Harmony suffered from his hand. Um, exactly. Did, but they did they, do you know if they filed any charges against him for her murder? Good question. I don't know. I read an article the other day, though, um, that are, uh, is saying that um, his, uh, his defense lawyers are trying to throw out two police interviews that he gave where he supposedly gave some information and revealed some information, made confessions, but they're saying that they pressed him and then badgered him so much that that was kind of like a forced confession and they want to try to throw that out. So that's the only thing that I've seen lately. You got to love those defense lawyers. Oh man. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's really interesting. And I do know, I, I read somewhere, I'm like looking through my notes here that they did find some kind of biological evidence behind against him. Mm-hmm. Um, so right, exactly. I can't wait until all this comes out because I'd like to see what the heck happened here. 
you know, I, this is, this was a very, just keeping it all under wraps. And I don't blame them. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like sometimes I, you know, you hear, and I understand it like victims, families or, or the victims, Mm -hmm. friends. And they're like, you know, nothing is going on. No one is looking into it. No one, they can't always tell you what they're doing because it could jeopardize the investigation. Mm -hmm. And just like this, we don't want evidence being thrown out in the court of law. We want everything to, to stick. And, um, and you just hope and pray that, you know, everything is going by the book. So nothing does get thrown out, but you know, lawyers, that's their job. Their job is to get their clients off the hook for any little thing. So everything is scrutinized. So police officers can't say everything out in the public. And sometimes they are doing way more than people realize that they're doing. Not in all cases. I think there's always right. that one right. percent chance that, you know, departments are so overran. But I think the larger the department, the better. But we don't all live in the city. You know, some of us live out in the country and our departments are tiny mm. and we don't have a lot of manpower right. and we don't have the wealth. You know, we don't have the funds behind us to have equipment or to do all these cool things that large city or you know may have the the ability to do so i always try to keep people like remind them that it's sometimes it's not in their hands sometimes it is and sometimes they just don't do certain things um but for the Mm -hmm. most part i feel like the police departments they do everything they possibly can especially if the children are you know 18 and younger they're going to focus on those kids as much as possible and it may seem like the adults that are missing get the shaft, but legally adults can leave. They don't, they, you know, we all know that what? people disappear at any age, but that's the reality. When you're over 18, you legally can go anywhere you want without telling anybody where to go. Whereas a child, we know that they don't. So they depend on their, their parents. So yeah. there's priorities there as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think sometimes that police officers and investigators and detectives and sometimes I feel like they get the bad rap you know sometimes not all the time sometimes Mm -hmm. it's warranted but you know for the most part they all are working endless hours um and doing all kinds of stuff so it's it's very sad to me have you ever worked on a case where um you felt like uh it was stagnant like police weren't doing anything No, I haven't really worked on a case like that yet. Yeah, yeah. And when, when, who hires the PI? Is it usually family? Yeah, usually a family hires the PI. You know, sometimes there are, you know, she has some, you know, the one that I've worked with, she has some good connections with police. So sometimes, you know, police will come to her, but usually it's a family, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's kind of a rule of thumb. I mean, that's something that we learned, I learned from Pam at least. Um, is I don't want to work with anybody except for immediate family members and police departments because mm-hmm. hearing from a friend or a neighbor or everybody can have good intentions, but they don't really know all the story. And mm-hmm. that's another thing, right? If the police exactly. suspect the family members, they're obviously not going to give information to the family, right? And sometimes that's the job everybody's a suspect until they can be ruled out really um and i know 
you know, people are innocent until proven guilty, but not in this day and age, unfortunately. But that's how we have to kind of, that's how I feel like you kind of have to work in a police department. Just build them out little by little. But so sad, so sad. So what kind of case are you working on now that's gotten your attention? I'm working all kinds of different cases with uh, the PI firm. Um, uh, two cases in Louisiana at the moment, where two uh, younger a, a male and a female were separate cases, but they were missing. Um, there's a case right now close to my hometown um, that I just heard of, so I'm trying to see what I can get from them. You've worked a little bit on that this morning, so thank you very much for that. Oh, you're welcome. And hopefully we can uh, bring that that little girl home because yeah. you know, it's a 12 year old little girl. So I have an 11 year old son just to I think know. about that. <laughs> well, I, it's, I know those, those cases I think are the worst because you know, we both have kids and you associate that those age groups, you're like, <gasps> you know, it's, it's different when you, exactly. you don't have that comparison, but when you do, it hits a little bit closer to home and it's a, a little bit more emotional, but well, hey, exactly. I, I thank you so much for coming on today and bringing attention to Harmony. Um, like I said, that's my goal. Do you happen to have any kind of information? If anybody knows anything, this is my, my favorite thing to do. Um, if anybody knows anything, do you happen to have any kind of contact information for local police? Who would be the local police in that? Do you know? Um... Well, I know that there's several different uh, involved there. I know that the Manchester, New Hampshire police is the ones that are, that started leading um, the um, investigation, but also the FBI is involved now. The U.S. Marshal's office is involved. State Attorney General's office are involved. They're all involved. So either of those, uh, you know, can be contacted. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So uh, you know what I'm going to do is I'll look up all that information. Maybe you and I can work together after this and, Um, I can provide it in the links below. Um, You guys, as always, I implore you that if you are in that area, you happen to be um, friends or whatever with the Montgomery family and you've heard little whispers, please, please go to the police. Even if you may think that piece of evidence that you have is so simple or so minor, you never know when that little piece of evidence is the glue that holds everything together. Um, so I always encourage people to go and talk, don't harass, just go and give the information that you need and then let it go. Because I will tell you when you give information to a police department, um, they don't always follow back up with you. Um, when, you know, they don't always have the time to come back and, and do, they get millions and millions, I'm sure of tips all the time, but you know what? that one little tip could be you that solves this crime. So let's um, bring some closure to Harmony's mom. I know she's had a bit of a rough ago. I know that she also was recently arrested for firearms. I think this year, was that her biological mom? I think so. Um, And if I'm wrong, I apologize. Um, But yeah, I, I believe that she was, but you know what? That's totally and completely different than having a missing child. So, We want to bring peace um, to the families, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever's out there that's connected to the harmony and missing her, I'm sure, tremendously. And um, the not knowing is the part that, you know, is the worst. Um, Regardless if you know that she might be deceased, you still don't have her with you. And I can't even imagine. My heart always goes out to families and and stuff when it comes to that. 
But um, again, I will have all the information of how to leave tips and who to leave tips with. I just implore you, you to uh, come forward if you possibly know anything. And you guys keep Harmony and her family in your hopes and prayers that uh, we can bring her home one way or another. But Nadine, thank you so much for coming. You know how much I, I respect you and I think that you, you are such a talented your abilities um are so awesome and i think that pi firm super super lucky to have you so on that note you guys <laughs> nadine's information again will also be in the um, description below for this episode um, i highly encourage you especially if you're developing to hook up with her she is wonderful you will not be disappointed so that is it for today. Um, we will see you guys on the next episode. And thanks, Nadine, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Mystical and Mysteries, the podcast. If you like what you heard, then please remember to hit like and subscribe. Have a burning question for Olivia? Feel free to get in touch. You can reach the psychic medium mom at theclairconnection.com or on Instagram at theclairconnection. Until next time, stay safe. <laughs>